another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. We got an early recording sesh. Yes. It's uh, 5 p.m., very early. 5 p.m., and you'll probably hear my kids uh, yelling and stomping about upstairs. That's fine. My favorite sound is the marble, where it sounds like they drop a marble, and it's just like, doo. But like, which I was just telling Sean, they they like don't do that during the day. It's just when I need them to be like somewhat tame. <laughs> they they find something to make the most noise. Well, it's so crazy. And like when you're in a house like with two floors, which I've I've never really had in my life except recently. Um, the shit you hear from downstairs sounds like a fucking murder. Like one time, like James did something. I was working out in the basement. And I heard the the most insane noise of my life. And I ran up because I was like, he's fucking dead. Like, he's done. <laughs> Jesus. This is it. This is the end. Walked up, and he's just laying on the couch. And I was like, what the fuck was that noise? And he's like, oh, I moved this thing. And I was like, what? That is not what I heard. I heard something fucking exploding. Like, a child falling off of a ladder or something. Like, what? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm fine. I was like, uh, all right, cool. <laughs> what, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like everything somehow shakes the foundation. I, I, it's amazing that houses like stand up. You know, I, dude, like, everything I moves. <laughs> I agree. How? I, this is a dumb question. How long do houses last? Like really? Like we're getting to a point in New England, and I feel like I might be even asked this on the show before. How long does a house fucking last? I mean, like the foundation itself, like the foundation in the wood. Like eventually, I mean, you have, have to get rid of it. it. But the foundation, I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, we have houses that are um, from, like, the 1700s. Right. That's what I'm saying. street for me. But uh, you definitely have to update everything else. Like, New England, like, does that does that wood last that long? That's kind of crazy. Which, like, that – there's a there's, there's a term for this. But it's, like, you call something something, but if you replace every piece of it one by one, you know, is it still that thing? Oh, right? yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you have a house from, like, the 1700s and then – you know, one year you make an upgrade and then the next year you make an upgrade. And then eventually like 150 years later, there's not a single original piece left of it. Right. Can you still call it that? I, like, I don't the, think you can, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it was built in the 1700s. It's, it's an, in, it's interesting. Actually. And all of our listeners are like, this is not, by the way, this is not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear us talk about paradox. <laughs> How long a house can last? <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the horror show. <laughs> we're going to talk about houses built in the 1700s, and if you replace every piece slowly over time, if it is that house, uh, I'm going to go stand outside that house on the corner and scream at them that they're frauds. <laughs> this, is, this is false advertising. Fake. Um. I want to give a quick shout out to Freddie Torres. Uh, now, this is the second email I've got with this request. And I think it is interesting that this is becoming a thing. But um, Freddie Torres, a fan of the show, he sent me a very nice email. I responded. And then he responded back with, it would m- mean the world to me if you called me a piece of shit 
on the show. So, Freddy Torres, you piece of shit. So, there you go, buddy. Um, Dude, I've been telling you, man. We got to make piece of shit merch. We're like, so we're just like the worst fucking people at like, <laughs> at like knowing doing, what our audience doing wants. Doing stuff for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, the fact that that... Dude, and I swear to God, as soon as people started pointing out that I said it a lot, I, like, stopped saying it. I feel That's also true. I feel like that happened. And it's and it, it's not intentional. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, I, I and, like, I also don't want to be, like, fucking... I don't know. Who has a good catchphrase? Fucking... Uh, Mr. T. Mr. T. I don't want to be Mr. T. <laughs> oh, Mr. T. Known for his catchphrases. Yeah. Um... Oh, uh, we got, uh, we got a movie today, uh, Fright Night Part 2, uh, 1988. Oh, since we're already going off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did want to highlight, uh, Amy, uh, one of our listeners, Amy, Amy Amanda. Um, oh. I don't know if I should say the last name. Yeah. But she has really been pushing for us to do Jaws movies, the Jaws series over the summertime, which I think would be really fun, Ooh. especially the sequels. And to have Paul on because Jaws is Paul's is Paul's favorite movie, so Ooh. that something to think about. I'm I'm definitely down. We've done none of them, right? None of them. That's so insane. Which is crazy. <laughs> and like we're about, we talked about it on Patreon. Uh, we think we're going to do eight movies for April. Yes. Uh, so you know, summertime have a shark theme, but with the Jaws movies. Yeah, let's do it. Probably, probably we're probably due for that, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I definitely have especially because we're doing like better movies now. Um, having Paul on telling him that all of them are better than the original. <laughs> you know what's the craziest thing? So I, I'm obviously a part of some torrent websites, um, one of which is like a private one, so you have to watch your ratios and seed and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I have like a ton of movies, and I usually only go there when I have something I can't find anywhere else. So for instance, I had to get Cruel Jaws on there. Um, which has a total of seven people seating it. Um, somehow that is higher than like so many good movies on my list of people that have seated from me. It's like one of the highest, most downloaded movies on my list. And I'm like, who are all of these people coming to get fucking cruel jaws over like, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I mean, all these lists, I guess I'm looking at them now and I'm like, these aren't very good either, but <laughs> 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 whatever. Um, but cruel jaws, uh, it's a it's a thing people want. Does that count? I mean, did we did that for? Oh yeah, we did that for. Well, we a live did a show. live show. We did a live show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I can tell you right now, Paul would never do that again. Uh, but I think we should do all four, all four jaws movies. There's only four. There's only four. And then cruel jaws was supposed to be jaws. Yeah, dude, four is honestly way too fucking many when you think about it. Like, I, I like the sequels, but when you think that they killed jaws the shark in the first one, yeah, that is blew up the shark, <laughs> and they they resolved the conflict, right? <laughs> when one was a one and done, yeah, I guess four is a lot. Four is way too many, especially let's say the fourth that. one's a revenge, a fucking revenge film. I know. What are we doing? I know. <laughs> And, and, and let's segue that because you're talking about a franchise called Fright Night that only has two fucking movies and they're not bad. Sean, okay. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I've seen Fright Night Part 2 before. It did nothing for me. I, I, I actually didn't like it from what I remember. Yeah. Watching it again right now, 
I fucking really liked it. I, I don't know what to tell people. I thought it was actually really like it doesn't. It's not as good as the first one no. in terms of like filmmaking and like the horror, but is a perfectly enjoyable film. Like I really had fun with it. Yeah, and I think I mean I think that you know answers the question for this one. Would would you recommend it for for sure for me? Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely. Um, it was. I'm trying to look up the budget on this one. I oh, it's not even listed here. Um, let me see if IMDb has it. Uh, Dude, they tied in like the first. Even the vampires tie into the first one, and it makes sense. It doesn't make you like groan and. Uh, the character arc of Charlie, I, I really fucking liked, which we'll talk about. But the fact that it starts off with him not believing in vampires, and of course, your first thought is like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" Like, <laughs> he literally, just watched him fight vampires for two hours, right? <laughs> but he doesn't believe in them because he's seeing a psychologist who's like, "Hey, guy, vampires aren't real," and that was a serial killer who like tricked you, and your brain is like recovering from this trauma. And I just thought that was a way better plot point than a Fright Night Part 2 should have had. Oh, I, building, uh, moving, getting Charlie to a different place as a character, I thought was going to be like really fucking hard. I, I was just expecting a rerun of Part 1. Um, yeah. And that was not the case. We got we got a like a really fleshed out story with Charlie that, that works out really well. Um, it does. So, Here's the thing with two, though. It, it has a weird little backstory. Um, the budget is estimated at $7.5 million, which is less than the estimate of the original, but the estimate of the original is 7 to $9.25 million. So it's not, like, that far off, but people... It, it's weird the concessions people give this sequel, because... If you read about it, they're like, oh, you know, it went to this different company that made it, which was, um, and, and I, I don't know if you know the background on this, but, uh, Columbia Pictures distributed it, but it was made by, I gotta find it. Um, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, why can't I fucking find it now? Um, cause there's a story about this. I'm sorry that, that, that I don't have this offhand. I don't know. And why, why does this not work? Hang on. Oh, Vista? Is it Vista? Vista? No. No. I, I don't know what you're, what you're asking. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, because I'm not going to edit this fucking out. Um, well, while you're looking it up, um, we, we could say directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who, of course, did Halloween 3. Uh, he did the original It, the, the TV series. Uh, he, he did the art production on John Carpenter's Halloween. And then, of course, he did... Uh, the horror show favorite, he wrote Amityville Part 2. Oh, he wrote that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I didn't see that one. Um, all right. So the project had been dumped by Columbia. So Columbia loses it, and it's picked up by New Century Vista, which was owned by a man by the name of Jose Menendez, um, who would be murdered um, oh, by his kids? Shortly after, by his children. Yeah. Um, Eric and Lyle Menendez. Um, now, so, and the reason I was bringing that up is because, like, so people were like, oh, it got sold to New Century, and that's why the budget was low, and that's why it sucked. And it's like, well, the budget isn't that low, and it didn't really suck that bad. Um, but it did not get the distribution that 
it needed. That's a fact. Like, it did not get in the theaters. Like, it got into a handful of theaters for some reason. Don't know why. Don't know whose fault that is. Um, the, the cast of Fright Night 2 confronted Jose about it, and he was like, basically like, go fuck yourselves. And then shortly thereafter, he was fucking killed. And then um, I think Columbia took it back over somehow and then immediately pulled it from theaters. Immediately, as soon as, like, any movie that that company was involved with basically got pulled out of theaters and went straight to video. So any anything that was going to happen with Fright Night basically died there but but also like it's weird because the movie's not bad so i don't and people are like yeah that ruined any chance of a franchise like people thought it was going to be franchised and i was like i I don't think that that's the issue i don't i don't think it's like the stain of the menendez no one knows that he's tied to this um yeah no i i don't think like if you were to bring that up to anybody prior to hearing you just say that they're not going to be like oh yeah that was the curse that that died with menendez so i feel yeah so i feel like it's like i don't know i feel like people are like trying to find reasons why it wasn't why it failed and and i think ultimately was it just didn't have enough eyes on it and maybe I don't know. And the reviews weren't good. The reviews weren't good at all. But it's not that bad. Like, I don't know. Oh, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying the the mass yeah. the masses didn't like it. I'm trying to think about 88. Like, what, what was going on in 88 where people would be like, this thing's such well, a piece of shit. What, dude, one thing that I, kn- that I personally thought, like, made the connection of while watching this is that Lost Boys came out the year before, right? And they... They made these vampires very like. There's a vampire on fucking rollerblades. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what they they were, they were definitely watched Lost Boys. Were like we gotta you know we gotta like up the game and keep up with with what they're doing there. So what would Santa Monica vampires do? Probably rollerblades. <laughs> so they decided to put that in this fucking movie. And what's crazy is uh, the guy that made Fright Night One in '88 goes on to make Child's Play. I mean. Maybe the whole fun – I'm trying to look at – I'm looking at them right now. Maybe the whole fun uh, fun horror was kind of dying at this point. Friday the 13th, 7. Jesus. I can't believe that's 88. Um, well, 88 had Beetlejuice and Killer Clowns from out of space. Mm, like, yeah, so that's not, it, that's not the case. It's still pretty lighthearted. I just think I – think, I think Lost Boy is really – like it put a nail in the coffin for vampire movies. Like you're not going to touch that once that came out. Especially the yeah. year after. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. What an interesting, what an interesting thing. Because I, I just, I don't think it, like I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't see much of a difference between this and a lot of movies in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not bad by any no, means. Like I said, I, I thought it was way more well done than I ever remembered, and I thought the character arcs that they did for both returning characters was honestly really well done. Um, I saw that um, Tom Holland said in, in 2020 that he was going to make a film called Fright Night Resurrection and ignoring the sequel, and it's going to be a direct sequel to his original film. <laughs> if I was skilled at all with, at what I do, I would I would see what the status of that was. But that's what I, saw. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw that he said that in 2020. I mean, it's it should be an easy sell. Um, I feel like, but I, I mean, and, oh yeah, and even the the remake did well in theaters. We talked about that, so. Yeah, this is a weird franchise to like kind of ignore, but it it seems to not be a seller for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I vividly remember this cover in the video store, though. The all white cover with the with lips. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Classic. Very both, erotic both, for elementary school kids. Both, both uh, Fright Night movies have iconic covers. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, do, have you seen, and I know this is, this is just vampire adjacent. Have you, have you watched what we do in the shadows, the show? I have not. Listen. I've heard good things. I, I was never like a person that was like into it. Like I liked the movie. It was fine. And I started the show and I was like, whatever. And then I like decided to just start like binging it while I work. That shit is so fucking funny. And there is an episode in the first season. I think it's the final episode where it's like a meeting of all the local vampires. Dude, they somehow get Wesley Snipes to be in it. And and they're like, holy shit, he's a vampire? (laughs) And it's such like, and there's so much vampire lore. Like, I I don't know. I think it's so good. And I'm I'm like starting to dig vampire lore because of these movies. Good segue into this movie. There's something that happens at the end that that they do to one of the vampires. I'm like, that can't be a thing. I've never fucking heard about that. So I Googled it. It's 100% part of the vampire lore. And that's so crazy. I know I, I, I did the same thing. And it's, I don't know. I, I, I kind of dig these movies, these Fright Night movies, and, and or vampire movies in general, just to kind of see what they do with the like lore. Dude, and that's like my favorite part about pre-internet movies mm-hmm. and, and, and music too, right? Like now you can just Google it and look it up. These guys had to actually research vampire lore, <laughs> yeah. which, which is like go to the go to the library and, and take out actual books on, on vampires, which is nuts. And probably get like double checked on it, right? Like because they're like, well, we can't believe one book, so let's get another fucking book out of the library. Massive research, <laughs> dude. I think about that all the time with bands like Morbid Angel, because like now you can just Google something and like find like uh, demon names or like Lovecraftian names, right? Right. These guys are singing about this pre-internet, and you're like, where are these guys finding this information? <laughs> dude. Doing? <laughs> fucking how do you learn about mung if not the internet munging somebody mung <laughs> wait is munging I mean, a verb is mung a verb or is it-, it i mean it's not it's not a thing period but <laughs> <laughs> it had to have happened somewhere jankums and it, it, Jankums- it, 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 it didn't mung mung has never happened it's fucking nuts <laughs> Dude, the internet was like, I love that we we talk about how terrible the internet is now. It was just so much more off the rails <laughs> in like those early years, dude. We were way too young to be reading about monk. Like, well, I mean, parents at least know what goes on in the internet now. Well, I guess I like, hey, I got I have access to the internet. What am I going to look at? Uh, rotten.com for 3 hours. <laughs> okay, have like our parents like can you think oh my god, could you imagine if we were like, "Mom, like, we sat our parents down today, and we were like, guys, <laughs> at age 13, I went on this website, and it told me what Mung, Mung was, <laughs> and this is what it is. They'd be like, are you fucking, like, I fucked up as a parent. They'd probably be devastated. <laughs> They'd be absolutely wrecked with guilt. <laughs> kidding me? Fucking, you're doing this under my note. You're doing this, like, at the fucking giant desktop computer in the living room <laughs> exactly <laughs> while i was cooking dinner while i couldn't while i couldn't make phone calls because you were tired <laughs> while grandma was trying to call us and <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um yeah so so fright night part two um i i had I, I didn't know really what to expect going in but really really enjoyed it um should we uh, hop into this bad boy or what? 
yeah. Hop right in. So it opens up with like a recap of the events of the first one, which they did well, I I think, because it's Charlie and therapy kind of like rehashing these, these, uh, things that we all saw in the first one. Um, but now Charlie, like Joe had mentioned earlier, uh, is, has denounced the vampire storyline. Um, and really just thinks Jerry Dandridge is a, was a serial killer who was obsessed with cults. Which, like, we, we as the viewers saw the events, and it seems so illogical, but, like, I think they did such a good job with this, because imagine, in real life, you were attacked and fought off vampires, and lived, like, to go on tomorrow, right? Let's say this happened to you tonight, and tomorrow you just have to go back to normal. A couple weeks down the road, like, you're gonna be like, that can't be what just fucking happened. Like, I know what I saw and I know what I did, but like that, these don't exist. That doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I be the only one to see that? So I just, I just really like that aspect of it. I, I think as horror fans, we often get shortchanged on movies where the they end it and they're just like, it's fucking chaos all around them. It's like a destroyed house, an exploded fucking house, an exploded fucking neighborhood or city. And it just ends with them being like, oh, thank God that's over. And you're like, what is the world going to think about this? Like, this is not <laughs> yes, something yes. you can't just be like, by the way, it was because of ghosts or, or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> there was a monster. Like, you can't, you'll be fucking locked up so fast. This is honestly making me like this this more because no movies, like, put that into it. Like, the, Not only is he traumatized by what he saw, like, he has to deny what he saw right like it yeah it doesn't make sense nobody's gonna believe him i I thought it was amazing because this never fucking happens we always get that weird thing where as horror fans we have to just pretend like it's okay that (laughs) that everything's destroyed and this person won't go to jail because they'll kind of believe him somehow and it's like the monster squad those those (laughs) kids open up portals destroy the entire town and they all get just sucked away. Like, there's dead people. There are dead people because of what happened. Like, they can't just let that go. Um, but in this one, they they explain it away. And um, it makes sense. And it's nice to see that there's, like, a, lo- a logical explanation. Or just some effort to be like, yeah, this is actually what happened. Because it could not have been what I think it is. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, So I I really did. I dig that because that's always something that I think about. And I have to like actively be like, you almost feel like a bad fan for when you question that shit because people get all hard, you know, hard on about it. But it's like kind of fucking annoying when something ends like that. And you're just like, oh, and everyone's going to be cool with this. (laughs) Yeah. And then like they I I think they they did really good with the trauma aspect, too, because the kid. You would think he would be best friends with Peter Vincent. Like after you go through that, you would you would think in like the movie universe, he'd be best friends with Peter Vincent. Like we just fucking saved the world, right? Yeah, like, we we just did this, and he's he's so traumatized by this, he he like feels sick about thinking of Peter Vincent or seeing Peter Vincent. He wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it's it, it's a little wild. Although, I mean. That, that's the funny thing, because he's like, yeah, this Peter Vincent guy can't be seen around him, and immediately goes to his fucking house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got to keep the thing moving. We got we to keep the fucking movie moving. Um, so. <laughs> that, that's not an exaggeration, by the way. He's literally talking to a psychiatrist, and it's like, I want nothing. Like, I, I never want to see his face again. And then just shows up there. Yeah. And the, the, there's <laughs> his girlfriend. The, 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 he immediately takes his girlfriend there for a date. Um 
He and the therapist was cool too because like he's like, well, yeah, of course you don't want to see him. He killed your fucking best friend, like, and like it's like, oh fuck, yeah, like he killed Ed, and and like so it, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, not a, not that afraid of Peter Vincent because immediately takes his girlfriend there uh, the next night for date night. Um, and Charlie looks out Peter Vincent's window and uh, <laughs> sees coffin shaped boxes being moved in next door. So it's a little, you know, it, they're aware of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they know. Yes, yeah. for sure. But there is a spin, so don't because I was like, oh, okay, just the same movie, that's fine. But it is not. It's not. No, they make it make sense. Yeah, yeah, and and this one, it's not a single vampire. It's it is a a bunch of weird ass goths uh, walking into a uh, the apartment lobby, fucking moths, and then and then yahoots. Yeah, so out of place. So out of it gets more out of place when he just starts eating fucking bugs Fox. for no reason. Which. Which they tie it, dude. They tied that into his demise, which is so fucking funny. <laughs> because it's, there's two scenes where he's just like, I love moths, and he just fucking eats it. Which, by the way, that motherfucker yeah. ate a moth, right? Like that guy. Yeah, he did. That guy for he sure ate a fucking it. moth. <laughs> also, shout out to Tina, who walks down into the room and he's like, Oh, the guy from Cobra? He was on the screen for like a split second, and that's, that's where she knows him from. <laughs> um, he has a line in this that, that he delivers. I think he forgot he wasn't on Cobra. And he, I think he says, you son of a bitch. You think, he's like, you think he says, you son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, this dude just went back in time, baby. Um, Cobra was before this, right? 88? 86. Okay, yeah, yeah. Man, what a cover Cobra was, right? It was. Fucking. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that. We meet the goths. Uh, Charlie and his girlfriend go get start hooking up in a car which like they're old enough to not be doing this in a vehicle a motor vehicle they are in college is there any reason to be having sex in a motor vehicle outside of high school (laughs) there's not i even in high school or even in college i would have just rather not have had sex and then then i had had sex in a fucking sex sex in a car was like when you know in the 50s when the cars were like limousines right the back seat of a car with, i'm serious like those yeah, yeah, models yeah, yeah, yeah. are fucking enormous not yeah. now you like the back of a hyundai fucking, fucking jetta fucking <laughs> dude it was the worst it was the worst i've only done it a handful of times in a car and it was just like dude your fucking legs you don't know where to put them you fucking yeah luckily i had a buick when i was oh so that, like it, it was still you know like, it was old enough. Yeah, or you could still get... I remember one time, I just opened the fucking car door, because I was like, my fucking legs can't... Well, that's what I was going to say. At this point, if you're going to do it, just, like, find a dark spot and, like, use the bumper, you know? <laughs> do you... Rem- <laughs> Never mind. Do you remember I had a party at my house, and I found handprints and an ass print on my car? I mean... Are you serious? Yeah, do you remember that? It was on my sister's car. It was on my sister's I don't know whose it was. I don't know whose it was. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My sister came in and was like, there's like handprints and like a butt print on my car. I was like, oh, (laughs) go clean it. I don't know. What the fuck you want me to do about it? (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) 
We can keep that in. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to ask you after. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know if it was you or not. Um, I remembered who was there. I don't remember what happened, but good times. Good, great times. Yeah. Hey, man, you know what? Back then, you're just trying to <laughs> find your way in this world. <laughs> And Charlie is too. Charlie's trying to, you know, figure out what's going on in his life. Uh, meanwhile, there's a fucking vampire just laying on the hood of the car, um, fucking with Charlie's mind, making him see the vampire and his girlfriend and all of that. But a lot of visions in this one. Not, no, I mean, that's Fright Night's MO. They do the visions. I think that's the one thing I don't like about it is like, the constant dreams that that shit bother, pisses me off. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Um, so Charlie has this vision, but it's not. So he's already like now he's like fucked up because he's gone through all this therapy. Feels like he's making progress, and now suddenly he's seeing vampires again. Um, so he's definitely a little worried. Worried. Meanwhile, the vampire and roller skates that Joe mentioned before, she shows up. And uh, she just, like, dude, every time you see her, she's just, like, skating in fucking slow motion at somebody. And you're like, oh, fuck. And she's not even on roller blades. She's on roller fucking skates. <laughs> so it's even more silly to watch her just be like, whoa. <laughs> like, and speaking of, of the Lost Boys, like, her hair and everything is oh, completely Lost Boys-esque. It's that, like, punk 80s. I, I don't even want to call it punk. It's like Billy Idol punk, right? Like, where it's like. Glam punk, kind of. You just you stick a feather in your hair? You just do that and have, like, one <laughs> colored earring. streak yeah. in the front and just, like, wear a fucking tutu around your normal clothes and you're fucking ready. You're ready to fucking party. Um, that's, that's what she was. Um, and she just kills this art student and just fucking drinks the shit out of her. <laughs> just drinks the shit out of this girl. Um so she's done. And then we get another werewolf who's played by motherfucking Dude. Uncle Rico. <laughs> Your face. Fucking Uncle Rico. And and he looks like <laughs> which which Uncle Rico looks like in general, but he looks like he could be the son of that disgusting freak from the movie Ghost who's who haunts the subways, you know? <laughs> you don't talk about it. Yes. I thought you were gonna go with he looks like Fucking that that werewolf from uh, Turkey Shoot because that, that like okay. just Uncle Rico's face looks like that guy like he did, like Uncle Rico without the makeup looks like the fucking Turkey Shoot Wolfman, um, but also in this one he why does he why is he a werewolf in this but he's not he's definitely Shut. a vampire he's, he's he's a vampire and a werewolf because he has like the fangs but then. Like you'll see right now, he's cl- he's scaling a building in full Wolfman form. Oh, dude, he's fully hairy. And then if you you could like, you know, I've heard of like I've seen like people draw like old timey drawings of vampires, and they draw them all hairy for some reason or whatever. So I was like, oh, maybe that's the angle they're going with. But then later in the movie, he's got a fucking snout. He's got a fucking like dog snout. And I was like, this guy's a fucking wolf. What are we doing? What? This guy's not a fucking vampire, but. That's fine. Um, Uncle Rico. So that's Uncle Rico. Hairy ass vampire. Um, and he's about to eat a girl, but he's thwarted because she closes the window on his fingers. <laughs> Dude, his fingernails. And he's like, I, ah! <laughs> falls down. Dude, he falls like four stories. 
Uh, we also meet, uh, we also meet, uh, Brian Thompson here, who's just big and stupid and silent the whole time, pretty much. As, as is Brian Thompson. As is Brian Thompson. Um, playing someone named Bosworth. Which I thought they would play into a little bit more, but they don't. They're just. Bos- Bosworth the bug eater. What a fucking vampire. <laughs> And like, so by the way, I I know we'll talk about it during the scene, but I, no, never mind. I'll save it. I'll save okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, so that's all going on. Meanwhile, Charlie has a dream that the lead vampire, whose name I believe is Re- 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 Regine, Regine, Regine? <laughs> yeah, okay, Re- yeah, Regine, Regine, okay, Regine. <laughs> I mean, they're asking for it. It's not a name. So, well, uh. Regine shows up to his house, rings the doorbell, and is like, you're not Charlie Cassidy. And he's like, oh, okay. But then is, then she's like, uh, do you have a lighter? So he invites her in. Um, idiot Charlie cleans up his room because he actually thinks he's going to, you know, have sex with this fucking woman who's completely out of his league. Um, also, he is a girlfriend, but whatever. Um, doesn't matter because it's just a little dream, a little dreamy dream. She said sed- she seduces him and bites him, bites bites him pretty good, bites him pretty good. Yeah, because he had just cut his neck shaving. Yes, he has that open wound. Wait, uh, now you fucked me up. Now I'm all fucked up because because he's turning at the end. Yeah, right. So it's, it's not a dream. So it's not a dream. But it is a dream. But it is. He wakes up. Yeah. 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 So did he actually cut his fucking neck? Did he actually cut his fucking neck or not? Yeah, because he's got a bandaid in the next scene. Bro. But I thought. And she's like, yeah, because the girlfriend's like, oh, you know, you, 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 your neck doesn't look good. It looks like it's getting affected. But then he's also like photosensitive. He's like. Yeah. Right. No, it happened. But like he woke up. And cut his neck. We cut his neck before, prior to it. <laughs> and then she we cut his neck and then he went to sleep. And, and then, then she, she was like, and, I'm going to suck on that sweet cut. Yeah. She put just the tip in. <laughs> the tip she, in the she, cut. She go, See, this she, is why full on always <laughs> use protection because he had a cut on his neck and that's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah. Um, huh. Well, okay. Well, all right. I'm fine with it. Hey, listen, it's fine. Um, uh, oh, wait, I want to go back. Dude, can we just go back to the Uncle Regal fall real quick? Because yeah. I just I just remembered when he lands, he gives like a Toxic Avenger Melvin voice. He's like, oh, man. Oh, like, oh, dude. <laughs> yes. It's the most like it's the most comical moment of the movie. He falls 40 fucking flights and then it lands and he's like, oh, oh golly. <laughs> and Brian Thompson's like, get the fuck up. <laughs> Um, speaking of Brian Thompson, he eats a fucking moth. He just pulls one out of thin air. So keep that in mind. Um, next day, Charlie's very light sensitive and his therapist is throwing pills at him in the hopes that he'll stop dreaming about vampires. Um, and and also this therapist suggests exercise such as bowling. (laughs) Listen, bowling is not an athletic activity. (laughs) What it, what requires more athleticism, bowling or uh, wiffle ball? Bowling. <laughs> yeah, agree. Bow, bowling, <laughs> bowling. The the balls are fucking fifteen pounds. I mean, <laughs> as we know, uh, we have friends that wear batting gloves to 
to swing because, you know, the impact of a fucking hollowed out plastic ball and a hollowed out all the equipment of wiffle ball together. If you put it on a scale. If you put us on a scale, all the equipment of a wiffle ball game, it would weigh under a pound. It would <laughs> all together. It's probably 11.5 ounces of plastic that you're fucking throwing and swinging. So, you know, I'm going to go. I'm and you don't run bases. I'm going to have to go with fucking bowling for the sheer weight of the ball and your approach, man. You got to there's some muscle movement there. Like, because I, I know people are going to laugh, but like you, you're not it's not like you're running. But, like, to stop on that slippery-ass fucking floor, you have to have, like, no, some you, muscle to, you like... To wind up. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. It's 100%. <laughs> and especially, especially, I'll, I'll just throw this last jab in there. Especially if you have, like, a uh, speed limit on your pitches <laughs> in wiffle ball. You can't throw it too fast or not everyone could play. So, you gotta... You can't even throw with a fucking uh, a heater. <laughs> oh my word! Participation trophies, guys. Um. So yeah, no, for fucking sure, bowling, bowling, dude. I've been dying to play bowling recently. I I don't know why. I I've just been I've just been jonesing for it. I want to I want to get out there, get on those courts, get on those lanes, get on those lanes. I don't know. Do, do you like do you like bowling? I, 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 I do, and there's one right next to my house. Oh fuck, that's right. Is that one still open? Sure, bro. I'm going cosmic bowling this weekend by myself. <laughs> if you come there, fuck yeah. <laughs> Leave the kids at home. We're going cosmic, baby. Um, <laughs> dressed as the vampires from this movie. F- absolutely. I'm gonna bring Paul dressed as fucking uh, Bosworth. Bos. <laughs> Paul kind of looks like him if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, he's the just got a long one. head. He's just got a long head and he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd have to, like, put the marks on his face but and then get him just a jar of moths to eat all, all night. Which, by the way, if... if I, I would say it would take one shot before Paul would start allowing, like, eating a moth just to, like, fuck with people. <laughs> like, he wouldn't do it because we asked. He would do it because somebody else would see it and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just to throw somebody else off. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm in. Paul, Paulsworth and uh, Cosmic Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Just act like vamps all night. <laughs> Dude, what a nightmare. <laughs> Imagine seeing people do that. <laughs> Nearly 40-year-old men, like... Wearing dusters. <laughs> wearing dusters and sitting edgy at the table, like, just, like... <laughs> <laughs> Dancing, because that's what they love to do, just dance with each other. Um, <laughs> actually, I, now I want to bring Tina, just because she'd be like, like, not tell her the plan, and just be like, hey, Tina, meet us here. She'd be like, I'm fucking... so mortified. Go, going home. <laughs> What the fuck is happening? <laughs> You're not sleeping here tonight. <laughs> um, next up, we meet uh, Richie, who plays Charlie's best friend in the movie. Um, he, he's not in a lot of it, but he... Dude, he's in it for, like, this scene. Right? He's in it for this scene and another scene, which, you know, they, they wrote him in as the best friend character and then kind of just... 
Dude, it, it's like it's like they they were pitching having a, another evil Ed, and then yeah. we're like, we can't do that. We can't. Fuck yeah, just this cut this guy cool. out. Um, that guy would actually go on to play David in Death Spa, a horror show alum. Oh wow! Uh, he was also in um, Star Trek two and three, and he unfortunately passed away like a, a year after this um, due to complications with AIDS, um, which is such a fucking bummer. And he's actually been honored. I guess I, I get like I, I'm not into like the Star Trek shit, but apparently he was like a character. Like they were like building this guy up as a character in the Star Trek lore I, I think he even came on to generations for an episode um but uh, r.i.p to that dude um but he he was he was good in this i really liked his look and shit um and uh of course if you're in death spy you're okay in my book baby <laughs> uh, wait sean wasn't charlie wearing sunglasses while bowling yeah yes that's the fucking most asinine <laughs> was was there a reason behind that well, because he was like pretending to be a vampire. Well, like I, 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 he's like photosensitive now, so now he's like lights, but he's inside. So I don't know. <laughs> it was not cosmic bowling. It's already a dark ass bowling alley. Also, have you ever seen somebody that more proud of himself for bowling than when his girlfriend's like, "Uh, hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Bowling, doctor's orders." And he's like, "Check this shit out." And fucking slangs a fucking. Of I don't even know what you'd call it. He didn't get a strike, but it was he he left one pin up, which is impressive. And then he does his fucking pose afterwards. It's like you ready to fuck? And she's like, uh <laughs> I'm good. She's like, I'm really fucking good. I'll see you later, Charlie. <laughs> and he's like, What's wrong? <laughs> I actually love Charlie's character in this, and I think it actually could have been a lot funnier if they like put hammed it up a little bit more, like hammed up this new like ego egotistical Charlie up a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he goes to, I think he's going to college and then he sees Richie hanging out with that vampire crew and then getting into their car. They drive away. Charlie, follows him. Yeah. Charlie follows them, um, to, to the apartment, which also happens to be Peter Vincent's apartment. Um, follows him to the apartment building, uh, and he sees his buddy getting eaten up by vamps. Yep. And while that's happening, his girlfriend, he blows off his girlfriend who, um, had invited him to see the fucking shittiest symphony. thing. The fucking symphony. Uh, I, I, listen, I get it. You, you gotta compromise on some things, but like, <laughs> she tells him about the sympathy symphony and he does like this, like, oh, my stomach hurts, like as a joke. And he's like, no, I'll definitely go. But like, dude, what do you expect this guy to do? Come on. Fucking symphony. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so she goes to symphony. He doesn't show up. And she is engaged by Uncle Rico, who's there, who's like <laughs> the only dude. Like, first of all, Sean, <laughs> Sean, I don't care. I don't care if, if you're rip roaring mad that your boyfriend blew you off and you had an extra ticket that you paid for if somebody that looked like uncle rico in this movie approached you it was like yeah i need a ticket there's no way you're being like hey come with me for sure that's exactly where i was going with just that. notify security and be like get this guy. uncle rico's hairline is out of control it's fucking it starts at the fucking top of his fucking head <laughs> And he's got, it's all, dude, it's a fucking mullet, but not by choice. It's just because where the hairline fucking starts. It was long hair, just slipped back. Um, and he, he shows up and he's like, hey, lady, you got a ticket? Would love to go to this. Like, dude, like, this is, 
No, no, that doesn't have <laughs> scalpers for the symphony. What are we talking about here? <laughs> and, and again, just that appearance. If it might have worked, it, it, like maybe, maybe Colin Farrell's Jerry like could pull that off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not, not this fucking guy. Dude, he's wearing Let's like a it. fucking Canadian tuxedo, like dude, like fucking <laughs> denim shirt tucked into denim pants, and it's like I'm I. I love the symphony. No, you don't. Get the fuck out of here. I hate to be that guy, but she should have been like, name three fucking songs. And he, he would have been like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, this guy is not. This guy is not a man that visits the symphony. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So she, but she does. She actually does. By the way, fun fact. She's like, absolutely. Here's a ticket. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. Um, meanwhile, Charlie heads to uh, Peter Vincent's house to get help again. And guess what? But Peter Vincent, who I'm pretty sure in the first scene was like, Charlie, fucking vampires are real. Like, dude, first and the first and second time you see him, he, yeah. he's like, I don't know. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. And, like, and why don't Charlie's you believe like, what happened? Why, he's like, why are you returning my phone calls? <laughs> and then Charlie shows up and is like, dude. Vampires are real. You're right. And Peter Vincent's like, all right, take it easy, pal. (laughs) Get a fucking grip. (laughs) But they're framing it in a way that Peter believes, but he doesn't think it could happen twice, which is silly. But (laughs) dude, is it, is it though? No, no, you know what? You're right. You're right. It's the Clark Kent thing, right? The Clark Kent glasses thing that we have this conversation about. And I think we've had it on the show, which is like, it seems stupid it that seems somebody stupid, wouldn't be able to tell. But you wouldn't believe that a fucking Superman is dressing up as a fucking guy by putting on glasses. <laughs> Dude, if, you, if, you're co- if you're a fucking bumbling idiot co-worker was like, I'm actually Superman, you're like, you're fucking not. Like, I, I can see the similarities, but you're yeah. just an idiot. You look like him, I get it, but that you're not. Shut the fuck up, pal. You're a fucking idiot. Fucking dweeb. Like, that. That's that's what I think it is, and I think you're right. I think you're right. Like, I think... You could be like, holy shit, we definitely fought a vampire and killed him. But if you showed up again, you were like, vampires are back. You'd be like, all right, no. That, it's happening that fucking again. Enough. Fucking enough. Relax. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a rest. <laughs> you literally told me two days ago you didn't believe in him. You get the fuck out of here. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, doesn't So Peter doesn't believe him. So they... Peter's like, listen, I'll go. Show me what's going on. Show me these people's apartment, and we'll take a look. They go to the apartment. They open up the door. There's a guy with fucking fangs who's like, and fucking Charlie holds up a cross to him, and he's like, all right, guy, like, fucking get a grip. (laughs) It's a costume party. And it is. It is a big vampire. That's literally what the guy says to him. Smashes a cross to his face. (laughs) It's actually actually such a good reaction. (laughs) It's like fucking relax. Dude, imagine being dressed as a vampire and some guy treating it like it's real. You open the door and he puts a cross in your face. Kid. Fuck. Get a life. Um, yeah. So they go into the party. It's a vampire party, uh, which, of course, is very confusing to Charlie. He's like, no, there's real vampires. They find Richie. And they're like, Richie, this has to stop. And Richie's like, I don't have a fucking drinking problem, <laughs> which was awesome. Um, but he also has no evidence of being a vampire. No bite marks, no nothing. So, 
Um, Charlie's kind of like, oh, fuck, maybe I am insane. Um, yeah. Which, again, like, I, I honestly want to give this movie writing credit because yeah. that's good. Like, that, that ties into the whole theme that we've been seeing so far. Like, he doesn't believe himself. Yeah. Did we? I wonder. I don't know if I even looked into who wrote the movie. Um, writers. Oh, t- oh no. Tim Metcalf and Miguel Tejada Flores. Uh, I'm curious if they've done anything outside of this. I'm going to pull them up real quick. Um, but they are, they, they're about to leave the party and, uh, they are stopped by Regine who shows up, um, you know, f- figuring this would be his opportunity to prove that vampires exist to Peter. You'd think he would do something like show her the cross, but he, uh, just dances, <laughs> just dances with her instead. Well, I mean, she, she is doing like the Jerry Dandridge seductress thing. You know what? Yeah. They, and that they rely on that a lot in this movie and I'm fine with it. I'm actually fine with it. Yeah. No, I, I prefer the vampire movies to be doing that. And you know, you know what I was thinking? Oh man. What I thought would be a cool concept and maybe they've done it or maybe, I mean, I guess they kind of do do it in this movie. Was it Spider-Man where like Mysterio starts like sending Peter into fucking like different like through yeah it it is mysterious where he's like peter thinks he's yes it is that movie so we're like he like peter thinks he's in like an abandoned factory and like nick fury's outside but none of it's real mm. like dude yeah give me a movie where vampires like fuck with your reality like that like through that seduction thing where they like change where you are and what you're doing you know what i mean cuz like that str- that stressed me out in spider-man a lot i'll be honest like it actually stressed me the fuck out because I was like, how do you even beat this? How do you even fight this? Like, yeah, you don't know. You, you're you're so disoriented. You don't know where the fuck you are or what's real or what's not. And I mean, I guess in a way, that's kind of what she does in this. Because um, she like Charlie's fucked up in this. Like he's he's lost in this for most of the movie. Um. So, yeah. So they end up dancing. Um she reveals her vampire form to everyone and Peter's like, Oh shit. But then she like pretends to take out her fangs and her contacts and like hand them to somebody. And everyone's like, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but Charlie leaves the party cause he forgot about uh, his girlfriend, Alex. And he's like, Oh shit. And leaves fucking Peter there, which I guess isn't that weird. Cause it's Peter's apartment building also. Sure. So he wouldn't take Peter anyway. Um, but then Peter, of course, realizes that this bizarre fucking vamp part, vampire, vamp party is, uh, a, a, an actual vamp party. <laughs> Cause he starts seeing somebody getting eaten and he's like, Oh, that's a little weird. And then uses his handy dandy, uh, vampire detection mirror from the first one and holds it up. And we, uh, we, the vampires are not in the mirror as, can't see the reflection. And I love that. I honestly love that scene. And we haven't really highlighted this. Like, I, I like the horror. Yeah. The first one is a superior horror film, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not. But I like the horror elements of this. It's a little bit more goofier. But the the looks of the vampire and, and the elements that they put into it is pretty good. This holds up. Like, this, this, like, this is what I was, like, trying to say. Like, Compared to other 80s horror movies, this is in line with them. I don't see anything wrong with this, really. I mean, other than it has a superior movie before it, which, I mean, sometimes is a kiss of death. Like, you know, like Fright Night's so beloved. Sure. But, like, I 
I loved it. I, I, I have nothing really bad to say about this. It's got the same goof ups that others do and it's cheaply made eighties horror and it's fine. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I have trouble seeing hate for it. Like I actually, I, I went into this thinking I was not going to like it at all. Like, cause where do you go? Like, I was like, what are they going to do? And that we knew Roddy was in it and we knew whatever the fuck the guy's name is that plays Charlie's name. Um, you know, bringing those two guys back and none of the other cast, you're like, eh, like, but if it, they did it really well. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, the, so Peter just discovered that they are actually vampires. He tries to run away. He's confronted by Regine in the hallway. Who's basically like, I'm going to fucking kill you eventually. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's that. Um, Meanwhile, Alex is being walked home by fucking Uncle well, Rico. Doesn't Regine reveal right there? I thought it was that scene that that she is Jerry's Jerry's sister. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, she does. And then she turns into a fucking bat. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's her beef with Peter. Is like they killed they killed her brother. Killed her brother. Yeah, and she's like, it's what I'm going to do to you is going to be so much worth worse than just killing you, which. I like that too because, like, she has him dead to rights. Why is she not just killing him? But uh, so she says that to him. But then also she goes, she goes on to take his job, which I thought is so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> a long con, just just making him miserable. Bro, I fucking loved that aspect of this movie. I'll, we'll get into it when we get there, which is coming up. But like, dude, that scene, dude, I fucking love that scene. I think that was fucking great, uh, dude. Yeah. Friday Night 2 rocks. Friday Night 2 fucking rocks. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, that's so wild. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. So, Alex, the girlfriend's walking home. She's being walked home by the disgusting Uncle Rico. Uh, the, the, psycho, the psycho fur man. Um, just out of control. But he lets her live. He doesn't do anything. And even Bosworth. Oh, there. Uh, Brian Thompson shows up and is like, you're supposed to bite her on the neck asshole and that's that was the cobra line i was like oh my god it was delivered exactly like the fucking character in cobra i was like holy shit and uncle rico's like i'm not fucking thirsty and you're like "Eh, all right (laughs) and even brian thompson's like uh i guess and then he then he eats a fucking moth again first for some reason um that night charlie is visited by uh regine and uh, Peter Vincent is fired and replaced by none other than Regine. Um, Fright Night is now Fright Night with Regine. And I just said Regine like 18 fucking times. In you did. Three sentences. Did. Um, <laughs> so Peter Vincent is no longer uh, the man on television. He's he's done. Um, next day, Charlie's getting acting a little weird. He's a little thirsty. He's looking at girls' Wait, necks. Did- did the vampires uh, go bowling that night? <laughs> Not yet. It's okay. coming. It's coming. I, I just want to make sure we talk about that. Uh, of course we will, because that of all the scenes, that was like the weirdest part of it. That was <laughs> that was like, wait, we need five minutes. We need five more minutes for this movie. Um, they were just bowling. They were just they were paid by the bowling league of America to <laughs> lobbyists, bowling lobbyists. To show how fun bowling really is. Um, <laughs> so so Charlie's struggling with this vampire shit. He's now looking at Nex being like, mm, that looks good. 
Um, and he follows, he sees Brian Thompson's character. He follows him into the basement where he finds the caskets of all the vampires. Um, and he's so close to killing Regine, but he doesn't um, because she wakes up. I fucks him. And he just like bumbles out of the house, like totally in a trance, like totally total days. He, he has no idea what he's in control of. Almost gets hit by a car, but like what it comes to. So unable to kill him. Unable to kill him. Um, and, and then now I don't, it, Alex is again in the library and is approached by the, the wolf vamp, Uncle Rico, but also randomly Al- Alex has a photographic memory for some reason, which co- is not a part of this story whatsoever. I, I don't know, dude, she's doing that like speed reading thing with her hand and she's just like reading, Dr- she reads Dracula in like two hours. Dude, Dracula, Dracula took me like two years to read. It's Dude, so fucking dry. I I remember I bought it when I was young because you know I was like, oh, I like horror books. Let me read what Bram Stoker's all about. It was fucking reading, once reading upon that, a midnight dreary. Reading reading Starker's diary. He's just writing to his wife back home. For, oh my for god! The first half. Oh my of god! It's so brutal, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you that shit when you're a kid. They're like. These are classic books. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, well, Jesus Christ. Read them and like them or you're a fucking piece of shit. Or you're a, you're, <laughs> not even that you're a piece of shit. They're like, you're not smart if you don't like it. It's like, dude, no. It's just, it's 2022. We're reading this guy's fucking letter. It's like, I ate breakfast today. Saw a fucking rat on the ship. Oh, uh, that was I'm weird. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but like back then it was like, oh my God, ships? What an exciting adventure this man is on. Where, where is the You're ship right. going? Right. Yeah. <laughs> My God, could you imagine being on a, a ship? <laughs> so anyway, so Uncle Rico again approaches her in the uh, the library. So that'll be a thing. And then we get our bowling montage. Um, the vampires and Bosworth decide to go out for the night. And... Uh, they go to a bowling alley. They do. Um, they immediately kill the two employees. <laughs> Which makes the scene even funnier. Because yeah. the employees are, are destroyed. And yes. One of them's talking and, and drinking the blood. And like it's a massacre, right? Yeah. And Uncle Rico's like, hey, Yahoot, uh, don't lose your head over this. And then the decapitated head comes up through the bowling ball dispenser machine and Brian Thompson grabs it like he would a bowling ball. He is fucking mortified. Like, like <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. And he's scared shitless. What? They just killed these two, and what they're drinking their blood. And he's a fucking vampire. Like that's what he does every night. Dude, he's privy to this every night. Dude, it, it, I don't know whether he's a vampire or not. I could not figure that out. But regardless, he is. Oh, he's hanging, a vampire. He is hanging out with vampires. On the daily, like he's he's fucking out there, like he's just hanging he's, out. Think think about how he died at the end. He's one hundred percent a vampire. I think is he though? But why why does he have Shit. bugs in his tummy? Because he's been eating bugs all day. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking, he's got a belly full of bugs. <laughs> I hope we can meet Brian Thompson one day. We just ask him questions about this movie. Even if we have questions about Cobra, which we do, I would just be like, so that bug scene, 
How did you film that bug scene? Which is funny because like it's the most clear fucking animatronic Brian Thompson face. It's like <laughs> his head is. Dude. I mean, I, I get I get that it's it, yeah he's dying, but his head is like a hundred percent smaller. Than, yes, yeah. The Brian's actual. Yeah, they ran out of clay for the model. They fucking, <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> um, and yeah, that that scene was weird. The bowling scene was weird. Um, and Peter has a realization while watching his show drunk at a bar that he he is a vampire killer and he should fucking fix this. This is this vampire just took his gerb and he needs watching to- Fright Night at the bar. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> what a show to have on, oh, dude! Especially uh, this version of Fright Night with Regine, which is like a fucking just, art film, just dancing, <laughs> fucking interpretive dancing and rubbing blood yeah. all over her face, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> everyone at, at that bar. bar everyone at that bar if they had been watching Friday night on another night would be like what the fuck has happened <laughs> kick the shit out of the bartender <laughs> <laughs> just some fucking giant brawl explodes um it's so fucking weird most un- basic cable unsafe thing i've ever seen in my fucking life um just fucking whatever um <laughs> fuck i wish i wish i wish we were what five years older, so we we could put Ed Ed Peruda on on at the local bar. <laughs> For those nobody's gonna get that. No one grew up in our town of Cheshire. That's that's a local access, <laughs> a local access guy who's still around. He's still doing it, man. Still, yeah, I I found it, but Dude, it's all online like, now. It's all on YouTube Live and oh, shit now. He updated. <laughs> he's he's updated from His massive audience. <laughs> Oh, that guy. That guy. Remember when we were like prank call him? Of course. And then remember when one of our friends like took it too far and like became his best friend and like wanted to be his co host? <laughs> Dude, a real uh a real Donnie Brasco situation. <laughs> getting getting in too <laughs> getting in too deep. <laughs> Dude, that's like exactly what fucking happened. That's like exactly what happened. <laughs> And then it ruined the prank calls because we couldn't prank call him. Like, we were like, oh, well, he's, like, co-signed to the show now. He's like, he's like, he's like a mole. Yeah. He, 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 he would turn us in. Right. Yeah. He'd be like, I know these fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It fucked everything up for us. Um, everyone, No one knows what we're talking about. Uh, at the library... Uh, back at the library, uh, Charlie and Alex are hanging out, and uh, uh, a battle ensues with Uncle Rico, where, as, as I said, he like turns into like a legitimate werewolf. He has like, a fucking snout and everything. Um, and this is the scene that you were talking about with like this vampire lore, because I didn't know this either. She takes a fucking handful of roses, yes. shoves them into his fucking mouth, and he fucking starts spitting fire and explodes. Yeah he is melting it destroys him and i'm like that yeah, they made that up for this movie it's a thing i looked it up it's so what is it that you stab real. him with roses uh no just like roses in general like uh you could put a rose on their coffin they can't get out kind of oh. like the uh, shamrock on a leprechaun <laughs> thing but uh yeah no they they are allergic to roses like the famous lore of the shamrock on the box of a leprechaun <laughs> as, I, as i was saying that i was like wait that's just that idiot movie <laughs> that's not a thing <laughs> Famously, if you lock a leprechaun up in your basement, you just put a four-leaf clover on top. 
But you know what? Honestly, they might have stolen that from like the vampire lore. Like, I mean, if you're looking for like to create lore, I, you'd probably go to different sources. Um, well, yeah, we'll, that, we'll have to ask Jennifer. That's legit. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit, and uh, I liked it. That's that's crazy. I and also, I like I like that they just decided to throw in the. Uh, speed reading and photographic memory like you said because even charlie's like thank god you read that book in like <laughs> two minutes <laughs> and retained all of that information um so after this happens um my favorite scene in the movie occurs which is um peter vincent shows up at the studio where regine is filming interrupts the filming and tries to stake her on television. He's of course grabbed and arrested and brought to jail. This scene is so fucking good. I fucking love it because you have, you're like working on multiple things here. You're working on um, the crazy guy that just lost his job. And Peter Vincent's like, I'm a vampire killer. I got to kill her. And everyone's like this poor fucking guy, dude, like, off the deep end, lost his job, and now thinks he's, like, a real vampire killer. Like, this dude's fucking lost his fucking marbles. And, and they yes. they bring him to a state sanitarium. And I was like, I fucking love I this. Loved it. And the way, dude, he, and like, it's such like an old man lunge. And like, he yes. knows that there's TV security and stuff there. He's stopped immediately. Yeah. And having that angle of just be like, oh, this guy just lost his job. He's just a scorned employee, right? Yeah. He, and he's fucking insane. So let's lock him up. I, dude, I thought I it this. was so yeah. tight. I thought it was such a good way. And, and you know what? Now you, you you get you dispose of Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent is now locked up. He's He cannot help. Yeah. Um, and the two kids, mm-hmm. or kids, the two other characters just murdered this man and the police show up, which – would, would happen if you made somebody explode in a, yes. a building. So yes. They're also brought in. Yeah, a, a library, no less. The quietest place on earth. If somebody hears anything going on in there, you're going to jail. Um, so they're brought in. Um, and Charlie is bailed out by an unknown person. Um, so Charlie is gone. Peter's gone. Alex, the girlfriend, is bailed out by the therapist. Uh, which I did think was weird, um, but that, that comes into play. But she's like, let's get Peter. And he's like, Peter's fucking locked up. Oh, let's get Charlie. Charlie's fucking gone. Like, he already got bailed out. Like, it's just you. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, she's in a real situation here. And it's it's done really well. Um, and it gets worse because uh, the therapist is a vampire now. <laughs> <laughs> which this brings on... I think it's between this and the werewolf falling from from the the window as the funniest scenes because this man is the most polite vampire of all time. <laughs> all time. His, his demise is laugh out loud funny. Yeah, they, they have like a chase around around the, some railroad tracks. She ends up stabbing him in the heart with a, a giant wood. I mean, it's a stake, but it's like a, a wood rail, right? Um. And he like he's just like oh jo- jolly good shot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> narrating is <laughs> really good. But I think you have to get it all the way through. Don't worry, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slams his chest down on the fucking railroad and was like, oh yeah, I think like, oh there we go. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I was like, oh he's not dead, he's just fucking around. But he is dead. <laughs> he's, no, he dies. He dies. He's gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was fucking wild. I kind of dug it. Uh, so, so that's that. She's now, Alex is now free to try and, uh, go, uh, save anybody. Um, and she goes to go save Peter first at the sanitarium. Uh, she pretends to be his doctor to gain access because she now has the psych, psychiatrist like credentials and shit. Um, but really, the real hero here is this weird fucking dude in the sanitarium who we've seen since the moment we brought Peter in and is just like, fucking Peter Vincent, you fucking rock, man. And Peter's like, I need to kill vampires. And he's like, I got you, dude. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is this guy? Like, this guy is just comic relief. This guy ends up beating the shit out of the orderlies. All, all the orderlies that are in the way, pulling a fire alarm and allowing them to escape. Like, Alex could have done nothing. Like, she ended up getting in the room with him, which is great. But there was no way to get him out until this fucking orderly just fucking assaulted everyone. And then is like, go kill those vampires, my guy. And, and Peter Vince is like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rock. That guy, that guy was awesome. Um, so Peter and Alex are now on their way to save Charlie. Uh, they 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 prep their weaponry, uh, which includes uh, a holy water <laughs> like bugs like pesticide sprayer pump, um, and uh, pencils sharpened to shoot out of a a gun that shoots tiny stakes, which I'm fine with. It's silly. They find Charlie who's struggling, and in walks Richie, who is for sure a vampire, and is like, yeah, just use makeup to hide the fucking marks. Um, and they spray him in the face with holy water. And, uh, you know what? I was so glad to see holy water actually kill a vampire for once instead of just like the little it's like hurt their hand. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> my hand got burned. Like they, dude, they spray him in the face so much that his face starts like cracks open, fucking killing yeah. him. Just so tight. Um, the special effects in this were, I mean, they were limited for sure, but they were good. All of them were good. Yeah. But, All practical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. His, dude, his face fucking splits apart. It was insane. Um, And then we get our big battle. Regine walks in. Welcome to Fright Night. Which I just love that everyone just says that. <laughs> all these vampires. <laughs> all these vampires say that. It's so funny. Welcome to Fright Night. Um, Brian Thompson beats the fucking piss out of Peter Vincent first. Just fucking <laughs> beats up an old man. Which can't be... No one wants to do that. Um, and they're setting Charlie up to feed on his beloved girlfriend, Alex. They've got Alex. They're holding her down. And Charlie is hung- hungry. Charlie is very hungry. Um, as Peter wakes up, um, he realizes that there's curtains there that he could open up and, and kill them. Um, which he'll do. Uh, Brian Thompson, though. Brian Thompson is holding Charlie, right, to bite Alex's neck. The other vampire, roller skate vampire, is holding Alex. Yeah. Charlie's move is... (laughs) Do you want to tell it? No, you do it. You do it. It's all you. Take the hands of roller skate girl. Who has long fingernails. Long fingernails. And use them to cut Brian Thompson's belly behind his head. (laughs) Cut up his belly. And uh, Brian Thompson falls backwards. It was honestly gross. It was fucking gross that you could, like, see into his fucking stomach. Brian Thompson falls down and bugs just fucking come out of him as he, like, deflates. Like, turns into a a pile of skin. 
Fucking loved it. Did not understand awesome. why that happened, but w- I'm fine with Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas shit. <laughs> Just bugs pouring out of him. Guy loves it. Also, Roller Skating Vampire gets one more skate here. <laughs> <laughs> one more slow motion skate. The last ride. The last ride. <laughs> and is dispatched by them wrapping her in a priest's robe. And it disintegrates her. <laughs> John, she had such ample time to like maneuver or duck or do anything. <laughs> she just rides right into it. Was it was like a fucking bullfight. It was like they were like, <laughs> like waving a red thing. Like, uh, I'm going to avoid that, I think. <laughs> Seems like it might be a trap. Um, and he opens the curtains, which scares Regine out of the. She flies through a door, like just fucking annihilates his door. Um, gets into an elevator, is going down. I don't really understand what the problem is here, but like Charlie's like, it's almost daylight. I'll die. We have to stop her now. And I don't understand why people are like, yeah, let's just wait till tomorrow. I, it was like a weird scene where it was like, they were like trying to up the stakes, but it wasn't that really that necessary. <laughs> like, I felt like we were all on the same page. Like, let's just kill this fucking vampire. Um, and their big plan is, to line her fucking coffin with communion wafers. I liked it. Dude, I liked it. I no, I liked it. Unique. So and, and can't get into it. And here's the other thing. They put them like right side up, so they were like vertical. Like yes. the cookies were vertical. So it felt like as if the plan was like they'll like go through her. You know what I mean? Like which which was cool. And they put it in like the sign of the cross too. Um yeah. but um that's their big plan, and uh, it does not work because Regine flies in, sees the coffin, and is like, eh, no thanks, and just lands somewhere else. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. But, uh, but she, can't, she can't move those herself, which I love, so she's got to do something before daylight. Oh, I didn't even think about that fucking part of it. Yeah, she can't touch that. She can't go in her coffin. Bro, that's so good. That's so awesome. I'm all about it. That rocks. That fucking rocks. I fucking love it. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Fuck. That's good. Um, you thought they I was were like, just using the wafers as a weapon? Well, like, to land on? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and that's what happens. Okay. <laughs> I. Oh, all right. Well, you know, hey, listen. <laughs> we all... We all do it. We're all not that smart. All right. Listen. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's move on from this. I don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> um, it's all thwarted because Peter Vincent, who is hanging out in the elevator shaft, is using a piece of mirror to somehow reflect sunlight from God knows where. Uh, down the elevator shaft into the room and onto Regine, who... Uh, catches on fire, stumbles into her casket, and fucking explodes. Indeed. A plus. A fucking blood. She raises her skeleton hand one last time, and it fucking disintegrates. The next day, Dude, or- and I, I I like that that uh, tool to to reflect sunlight from this mirror down to the elevator shaft. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't know where the sunlight came from. They're in a fucking building, but that's fine. (laughs) 
It's whatever. Um, listen, I, I'm, I'm splitting hairs at this point. It, it, it's all good. I, it was a great ending. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it ends with the, the kids in the sunlight hanging out in the sun. And in therapy with each other. What? They're doing therapy with each other. Oh, he, was, he was laying down. That's what it speaking is. Speaking to her. Yeah. Oh. And, and, you know, and Alex says, what if there's more of them out there? A valid question. And Charlie is like, I don't know. We'll get married and have kids. Okay. If I were Alex, I'd be like, all right, buddy. Like, relax. We can have sex. It's fine. We're dating. Lay it, lay it, you know, take it easy. Fuck it. I asked you. I'm fucking serious. We just got fucking attacked Wanti- by vampires. Wanting to bring kids into the world, knowing knowing that there might be more vampires out there, they're gonna well, try and murder you. I mean, there must be because uh, it's just happened twice in like a year span. <laughs> like, the fuck, are we talking about? And that is Fright Night, everyone. Fright Night Two, rather. Sorry. Yes. Fright yeah. Night Two. Um. So next week we are doing our live show next week. Um, yes. That'll be fun. Shallow graves. It'll be fun. Little springtime fling time, and then we'll. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap up April with ape movies because that's a fucking yes. killer idea. I love it. Thanks. The I, we mentioned it. We didn't really go into detail on it on this show. Uh, Thom Tum, uh, our buddy, uh, forever known as. Yeah, Thom it, Tum. Sorry, sorry to interrupt this, but isn't it crazy that that moniker is almost like a decade old now? Yeah. He's been listening to us since the get-go, and Paul, it's like our first year that Paul yeah, Paul told me that joke. Butchered his fucking name. <laughs> Thumb Tum. The funniest fucking dad joke of all time. Um, Tom Thumb. More like Thumb Tum. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll have... Um, how many more? We'll have... Uh, yeah, we'll do two two weeks of Ape Roll. A-P-E-R-I-L. Get it? Um Gonna do some monkey movies. Maybe we'll do a poll or like get some audience ideas on our show. But I mean, we have to do that one that you brought up. What was the one you link? Link link is my my vote. Link, guys, just look up the fucking cover. It's unbelievable. I've never seen a cover like it. And the screenshots from the movie are like the monkey smoking a cigar and shit. Like I said, I have the. I think I have the VHS behind me somewhere. So I'll I'll dig it out. That's so fucking nuts. (laughs) So, Link will definitely be one of them, and uh, we'll, maybe we'll do a little poll during the live show. So, And if you want to join our live show, tickets are available at IHateHorror.com, or you can join us over at Patreon.com slash IHateHorror. Uh, the $10 tier, you get you everything. The bonus episodes, the live shows, everything like that. There's only two tiers now, 5 and $10. So, And thank you again for everyone's support on that. Um, yes. Y'all are the fucking best. Um, best. So, appreciate you all. Um uh, what, what else do we promote? Facebook.com slash I hate horror, I hate horror.com and Instagram.com slash I hate horror. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that is a wrap, guys. Thank you all so much. And uh, we will see you next week for the live show, guys. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Die, 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 die